I'd want to have Jesus and Michael Jordan at the table. Welcome to the Far More Podcast. Hey, Liz. Hey, Jason. How are you? Well, I mean, we just recorded a, a an intense episode, so I'm still feeling the effects yeah. of that. You know, that's what's interesting is this this podcast, we've said it before jokingly, is like marriage conversations on a hot mic. And I think that's what is interesting when that takes place or all of a sudden like, wait a second, what have we bumped into here? Interesting is one word. Uh-huh. Lots of fun. But I, I want to sort of, you know, pivot. Okay. First, I do want to say hello to all of our listeners and those who are watching. Welcome. Uh, like I said, we, we just finished recording a somewhat intense episode, but... I want to pivot and turn things a little bit lighter. Mm, I feel and like I, you're giving me a hint. I am saying that to you, <laughs> Jason Brock, more than I am saying it to anyone else. Okay. But in previous episodes, uh, I think I think it came up in the one on opposition mm. will occur. Was that the episode where you talked about we we discussed the Lord building up this army around you? It was mm. that was it that episode? Yeah, and I said you possibly leading that army and you're mm -hmm. like, uh, whoa, no. Yeah. And that's when I got, that was the first time I got a little preachy mm. at you to you. Excuse me. Do I you, spoke out of turn. Do you know why I bristle when you talk about me leading something? Because it's a lot of pressure. It, leadership is responsibility. Right. Leadership is But you're so responsible. You're one of the most responsible people okay. I know. Leadership equals weight, right? I think too many times leadership people think leadership is a a title or a position. It's not. It's it's not something you necessarily get promoted into. It's responsibility you assume. And it's so it comes with just a different weight. And I, I don't know that everybody looks at it uh, the same way. Well, maybe not. But it did get me to thinking about sort of your your history of leadership mm -hmm. in your life. And I I wanted to have like a, a little Q&A. Is that okay with you? A fun you? little Q&A? A fun emphasis on fun. Let's be fun. and I can be fun. Okay, you can be fun. Know, let's go. I mean, it might be a little difficult given, you know, the intensity of the last one, but let's give it a shot. So I got to thinking, you really, I do believe you are, are a very good leader. Do you believe that leaders are made or leaders are born? Mm. Or I, is it a little bit of both? Well, I, I think we're all gifted uniquely, but I think leadership is a skill that okay. can be learned. Okay. So even if you don't have a quote, natural giftedness necessarily, I think leadership is a skill. And for me, I think back, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago where I realized leadership was a skill and I started studying leadership and following leaders I admired and consuming content and then applying it. So I wouldn't say that it's either like yes or no. It's something you can develop over time as a skill. In the time that you and I have been married, I have seen you grow and develop as a leader but one of the mm. things I think that you have really, really gotten good at is 
seeing the potential in others and also kind of knowing how to use their strengths. Is that something yeah. that you studied? <clears throat> Is it a study in, in just people or how did you hone that? Well, I think growing in leadership also means you mess up a lot. Right, mm-hmm. I think it's growing in experience Is and this wisdom. The fail forward thing. Right, it's you're gonna you're gonna mess up. You're gonna hire the wrong people. You're gonna put the wrong people in positions. You're gonna realize that you have a team dynamic that doesn't work, and that's just things you learn over time of team dynamics. Making sure you have the right people in the right places so they can be successful. Mm-hmm. Right, we talk a lot about um, you know having the right people on the bus analogies. What's well, also having not only the right people on the bus to get the job done, it's having them in the right seat on the bus as well. Mm. And so that's that's part of the leadership dynamic for me is the teams you create, uh, do the skill sets complement each other mm-hmm. so they can go in a direction of growth or is there a sea of sameness there, which means you know you could get stagnant in your growth. So when you, I've also talked about before how I think when you get the most frustrated with me, it's because you see this potential mm. in me that either I don't see or I do see it. I just don't do anything about it. So, cause I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. I'm sure that that happens in the workplace as well. So when that happens yeah. with somebody that you are leading, what is your approach to, I mean, I know it's going to be different based on because personalities That's are right. different. But let's just say you had someone with a personality kind of like mine. How would you approach them? How would you get them to see what you see so that they they do step into their full potential? Yeah. Um, or have you figured that out yet? I think delivering feedback is... Oh, it's tricky it's an art and a science right and again that goes in the the bucket of you mess it up a lot yeah but it's it's delivering feedback consistently i think a lot of people early in their career of just being in manager mode is they think of review times or certain checkpoints to give feedback and coaching those always made me so nervous (laughs) well the, the they made you nervous probably because you weren't actually getting the feedback and coaching in real time along the way. Like those checkpoints should never be a surprise conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it was like right? an every 90 day situation. Right. But it shouldn't but be. But that was it. It shouldn't be. I think that's the issue is when you're in a leadership role, think of, I think of it as team sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if the five players on a basketball team only got feedback from the coach every 90 days? They would probably lose every single game. Well, I mean, these teams <laughs> play almost every other night. Yeah. You're giving real-time feedback. Mm-hmm. And then think about the players on the court themselves. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, go here. Pick up this screen. Do that. It's real-time in-game feedback. Mm-hmm. Hey, you missed that screen. You didn't box that guy out. Yeah. Right. I think it's getting those dynamics where you're giving more real time feedback so you can see as the game is in motion. So it's an ongoing conversation. It's, ongoing it's not conversation. a one off four times a year. Correct. And then sometimes what do you have to do? You got to call a timeout. Mm. Like, hey, we've been trying to coach this thing. Mm-hmm. It ain't working. Let's call a timeout. Let's come over here. Deep breath. Yeah. All right. Now, now that we're taking a step back, can mm-hmm. we see what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Can we see we've just gotten to a bad pattern of doing this thing or a bad habit of doing that? Can you give me your top three like 
go-to leaders that you look to for inspiration and as an mm. example of, of kind of what you want to yeah. emulate? Well, what, what I want my answer to be is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think about, you know, I was in a leadership session a while ago and, and a lot of, a lot of common icebreaker conversations of who would you want to have a conversation with or a lunch with or et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I'd want to have Jesus and Michael Jordan at the table. Two goats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? But two very different angles. Very right? different angles. Because a lot of times... Wow, could you imagine that meeting? Right. Because a lot of times I kind of want to be the Michael Jordan, not the Jesus. Like, I'm like, I'm like, listen... Give me the ball. Or... I'll make it happen. Or Paxson, I'm going to pass you the ball mm-hmm. to win the game. But you better make if it. If you don't make this shot, you're never going to see this ball again. Mm-hmm. Right. There's that part of my brain. There's <laughs> yeah. also the part of like, just pass it to me and I'm about to just dunk on this fool. Yeah. Right. So there's that aspect. So uh-huh. really it's like, okay. Oh, the juxtaposition of the is, two. That's, of, <laughs> that's the tension Jesus in me always. But th- I think that is a picture of mm-hmm. what I wrestle with. Yeah. Of what does it mean to lead on the court like that mm-hmm. um, versus the 100% grace, 100% truth Jesus model, which is. Seems what so I, impossible. It's really hard. Especially when your natural desire is, is give, Michael Jordan. Give me the ball and right. I'm about to win I'm the I'm gonna make this happen. That's right. Well, but with that is mm. confidence, which you do need as a leader, correct? You do. And, and I, I what's hard though, it's really hard for me, it confidence and arrogance get confused. Mm-hmm. Right? I am really good well, at Well, there's a fine line between the two, yes. Um outwardly you don't know the difference sometimes. Okay. It's an internal thing. Okay. For me, it's a heart. I, I deliver a lot of things with just confidence because I believe in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But because I'm so passionate or intense, mm-hmm. it comes across as arrogance. Mm. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking I just believe in this vision. Yeah. Because in terms of believing in the vision, I also believe that leadership comes with a microphone. You have to be able to galvanize and inspire people. Yeah. You have to be a good storyteller, Come which on. you, you Come 100% on. are. Um, so here's the thing we're going to do. This is why I believe in it. This is the vision we're casting and here's how we're going to do it. Since you've really given your life to Jesus, how has your leadership shifted and changed in light of being a believer? Yeah. Um, that's a hard question for me Okay. because I think in so many of my leadership roles, I still have to be such a driver of big goals mm-hmm. um, that I still, in a lot of spaces, come across harsh and intense, but it's because I'm driving a place of passion. And so unless you're, quote, in my inner circle mm-hmm. or we're having one-on-one conversations, you don't always know my heart, mm-hmm. right? So I think what's gotten really good is if you're in my inner circle and we have a lot of deep one-on-one conversation, you see a big difference. You in get terms to peek behind maturity. the curtain. Right. If you just see the guy that's on a stage or in front of like in a meeting, a couple hundred people, or you're in a meeting mm-hmm. where for me, when you're in a meeting, that's, that's game time. We're here. To, you're on a stage. We're here to solve a business problem. Right. Right. It's a business challenge. Um, and, and, and I like to tackle business challenges directly. Mm-hmm. Not everyone does. You like to challenge most things directly. I like to go directly at things. Yeah. 
right? And so I, I think what, what is harder for me is when uh, what's needed is not a direct approach, but a approach that, that, that feels more political, Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't like solving things politically. I like solving things directly. Yeah. And so I, I think that's it. It seems easier to do it that or quicker. It seems quicker to do it that way. In my analytical brain, I'm like, let's, can we just talk about logic and facts? Right. Not feelings and emotions. Let's not tiptoe right. around the, right. the let's, issue. The, let's just get to it. Let's park the feelings and emotions and just go with the thing. And that's not the case because we're all, we're talking about people here. Yeah. Um, and so if you I'm, have any Liz's in the room. We're, we're emotional beings. Right. I can shatter you. Yeah. If I'm not careful. And yeah. I, I do that a lot unintentionally. Yeah. Now, what I will say, I, it happened just this week. Somebody caught me at a really bad time. Oh, no. Yeah. And, and so oh, I was no, really no, sharp no, no, and no, really no. short with them. But you know what? Like 10 minutes later, I, I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, let me just apologize. You caught me in a bad moment. I wasn't my best self. So I think recognizing those moments. I think that's a great and then thing. Cleaning them up is a win. Mm-hmm. I think being able to have those more deep, vulnerable conversations, even though it's more one-on-one for me right now, mm-hmm. um, or in very small group settings, is is a sign of maturity. Do you think that that is because of your, your deeper walk with the Lord? It absolutely the, is. The way you're handling things differently? It absolutely is. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> I know that it doesn't really matter that much what I think, but I do. I think that you are a great leader, and I know that there are people out there who who are wanting to be leaders, mm. but they because they feel that in them. You know, I think every now and then I kind of get that. You know, I think... The Lord is calling me to lead this little group of, of people. And it's an awesome responsibility. So for those out there who are in that same boat, what is, can you give me just rapid fire? I know you like to process things, but can you give me rapid fire? Three things. Like if you could only leave them with three things to do or to books, to read people, to listen to what would be your three things? I, I think I would tailor that. I wouldn't, I'm not going to just go, here's a blanket three books because I think it's okay. going to depend on the person, the type of leadership. If, if they have a relationship with Jesus or not, they're just very different angles. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I would say, and it goes back to my original statement of it's a responsibility. It's 10 X harder than what you think it is. Uh Oh, so whatever you think it is, it's 10 X harder than that. So you're saying if somebody has this romantic idea yeah. of leading others, maybe pause and think about the awesome responsibility that comes with leading. If you're thinking about the things you're going to get from leading versus the realize the the burden, the weight and the responsibility of it, Mm -hmm. you're thinking about it the wrong way. Mm. Like you perspective is everything. You have to be called to this thing and know it's going to be hard and messy. Okay. But you said that you, you do believe it's a skill Mm -hmm. that can be learned Right. But you, but then just now you said it was a calling. Well, yeah, you can be, you're going to be, God calls us all the time and we don't have the skills to pull it off. Right. So that's that's what, that's that's what I mean. Or sometimes we don't, we don't step up to the call. We don't answer the phone. Look at the people he called all throughout the Bible. They didn't have the skills to pull the things off. So I I think he calls and equips and I'm just saying, Oh, thank goodness. The the equipping both can come from, from the Lord, but there's also practical equipping that can happen as a, as a skill set. Okay. Well, I want to, I want to wrap this up with one more question. Okay. 
Do you believe, you know, because we live in a day and age where if I hear the phrase work-life balance one more time, I might rip my ears off. But when I was thinking about sitting down with you and just doing this Q&A, for better or for worse, the phrase popped up into my head, work-life balance. Is it even a thing? Well, think, or is it some elusive idea? I think anytime we talk about something being a balance, it's just not true. Um, because balance assumes 50-50. Mm-hmm. Things are never 50-50 in life. Yeah. You have different seasons, different needs. Like your family needs you more one season versus the next. Your, your wife needs you more. Your wife needs you more. Mm-hmm. Your your obligations at work may need you more in a season. So yeah. I, I think it, I, I like to think in terms more of harmony but oh i like that um synergy but even that looks different for people i think part of it is you got to be really self-aware to know what harmony looks like for you yeah because it all is a choice you can't have it all no you can't the world tries to tell us we can it tries to say you can have it it all maybe well it's the world that came up with that phrase i bet correct work-life balance you got to make some choices based on your life, your family, and how God's leading you. Yeah. And sometimes those choices are really, really hard and there's trade-offs. Well, you know what? What's that girl? I'm thankful for your leadership. I'm thankful for the example that you are setting for our children because I can see some little leadership qualities in really all three of our kids, That's right. but it's very different. It looks very very different different for each one of them, but I can see that. And I'm, as long mm. as you and I, as long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, first and foremost, and keep God the center of everything, I think you mm. are going to set an amazing example of what a godly leader looks like. I got to work more on the godly leader part, for sure. Because we, the, every day, we all do. But you know what makes leading easier for me? Me. Yes. Oh, wait. Are you being serious? 100%. Wait, why? 100%. Because oh, tell I, me more. Because I know no matter what happens, tell me more. I know you love me and you're supporting me and you're in my corner. And I also know you'll hold me accountable Yeah. if I go too far left or right. Oh, yeah, because right? you've told me stories before and I've been like, uh, did you circle back and say you were right. sorry? I, I, I can unpack things and you're like, yeah. dude, you were a complete jerk in that situation from my seat. I'm like, oh. I guess I better go fix that. Or, or on the flip side, yeah. I, I, I do try to affirm you mm-hmm. as well. And cause I think, I think it's not an either or it's a both. Yeah. And I think we all need the, the constructive criticism as well as the affirmation. Both need to happen in harmony. Right. So grateful for you. I'm able to do what I do because you're loving me and supporting me, you know, not trying to compete with me. No. And you know what, you know how at the end of the last few episodes, we have posed the question or the, we've offered up, Hey, if y'all want us to talk about something and unpack something on the podcast, please send us an email. Well, unfortunately we've had one response, but we can't talk about that one because it's not something that we really know anything about with Mm. each other because we were asked to talk about competition in marriage and that's just not, that's not our dynamic. I don't want to be in competition with you. I want to be working alongside you yeah. in, in 
all things, not, I don't want to yeah. compete with you because <laughs> hmm, that's ugly. That doesn't work for us. No, yeah. it doesn't work for us. Yeah. Well, thank you. Hey, thanks for sitting down and doing a Q&A with me. I hope that everyone out there who is in a leadership role, looking to be in a leadership role, I hope that you can glean a little bit of insight. And, you know, I'm going to talk off mic with Jason. And I'm, I know that he has a couple of resources that I can that I can put in the show notes that you can read. And if you want a little bit more personalized advice from Jason, because y'all, he is an amazing leader and you're gifted and you have worked on your skill a lot. Send us an email, farmorepodcast at gmail.com. And I think he'd be happy to answer some questions, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And we're grateful for you. Please check us out on all things social, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. I almost repeated Facebook again. Sorry. We're on there twice. We're grateful for you. We're so glad you're here. And until next time, lead others well. Mm, Good word. Thank you. Bye.